You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, Joel. Good morning, sir. How was your weekend? Oh, excellent weekend here in the Motor City. Did a lot of fun things, but I'm uh, ready to get back to the markets. Well, uh, go ahead and share your charts so we can get to yeah, yeah. what they have. All right, a uh, not super cold day here in the Windy City, but uh, Windy City, what am I saying? Motor City, but we're ready to get started. Uh, the futures have had a nice range. Bottom line is we're up seven points at 44.90, Uh Crude's in the red. That's in the red by a buck oh three at 91.28. Gold back over 1,800 again, up 690 at 1,814.70. Silver and the green by 45 cents at 22.92 and a half. Bitcoin continued on that strong move from Friday. That's up 2K at 42.60. And Ethereum's moving about the same way on a percentage basis. It's up $116 at 3076.50. All right. So, and and before we get to like the, the merger stuff of the day, we should probably just like talk about last week for a second in the grand scheme of things was it was a good week joel right in the grand scheme of things yeah it was yeah i did i did the weekly numbers yeah i looked at everything uh friday with they had on the ropes a little bit it looked like we were going to get back to week's gains and uh once again uh the market came back and so here we are 4500 we Take about a good part of the move. I think this is a big week for the market. If it can, or even today, we hold in here today, one or two more days, you know, keep the, keep the, buy the dippers out of here, make them pay up. It looks good. Last, you know, the high from last week, whew, man, we barely touched that. We came down hard off the Facebook. So market has to prove itself today and, uh, and, and this week. So, we're bunching up right here at this 4,500 level. We'll probably probably trade through it about 87,000 times before we pick a direction. But you're right. It was a good week. All right. Tough market. You can feel the FOMO back, though. Like, you can totally feel how there's FOMO in here. And that makes me think short-term with we could pop up here again. I think we could retest the highs from last week, which is up at 458 SPY. I think we're still in trading range, though. And I still think I still want to keep cash just in case this bull market is not as strong as everybody thinks it is. So um, I'm being cautious. I'm still uh, yeah. trading somewhat cautious. Always trade somewhat aggressively, though, but investing cautiously still because it's just a lot of unknowns. 
Let's go to the news here. It's Murder Monday. It's always yeah. murder. I feel like every Monday is a Murder Monday. Uh, surprised to see this one a little bit. Uh, everyone's two favorite discount airlines merging this morning, Frontier and Spirit. I swear, each time I fly either of them, I swear it's the last time. And <laughs> it, it, it never is. But um, You get that big front seat on Spirit. It's oh, awesome. Yeah, right. The big anyway, front seat. Here's the situation. It is a, a merger with a cash component to this. So Spirit shareholders are going to receive... One point nine one two six. So I'll say oh again. my goodness, it's too many numbers. One point. Writing it down. One, one point. One point nine one two six. All right, we're calling that's, that two. That's how many shares uh, of Frontier you will get if you are a Spirit shareholder. Plus, plus a, a two dollar and thirteen cent uh, dividend. I guess. Uh, okay. So there is a cash component to that, but S A V E. And uh, ULCC are your tickers in play here this morning. And, uh, yeah, we got ourselves a good old-fashioned murder. So you risk garbs. You got another one out there. I always like it when I get new deals, new toys to play with. That's what that is. It's new toys to play with as the risk garbs. And, obviously, I write down the ratios. You add them to your sheet. You know that those two stocks will trade in that relationship there. For the foreseeable future, um, I don't think there's any trust issues in the airlines because <laughs> the airlines are struggling enough that um, I don't think any any regulator is going to come in here and, and say, no, we can't do this, even though it's two discount airliners. There's enough airliners out there. I don't see any issues there. But you never know. I didn't, I didn't think anyone was going to be with Activision Blizzard either, and that stock has been significantly below the takeout price. So sometimes it's nice to let the dust settle for a couple of days, see what the, the, the risk arbs are pricing it all in at. Um, obviously, we've got to look at the time value of money as well. So you got to think about which something we haven't had to think about for a while. But as interest rates start to go up, there is a time value component to it. So because that money could be used elsewhere. So think about that, too. But the ratio, 1.9126. There you go. Do you think uh, any think other? Deal. I, I don't know the prices. I mean, it's obviously a little bit better for save than uh, than Frontier. Uh, but I think in this, this environment, consolidate, you know, between the two companies, I don't you know, I think it's a good thing. Long run, I don't, I don't know how the two are going to, you know, fare together. But you're streamlining some costs. Uh, should be a good thing in the long run. Do you yeah. think other airlines merge about, yeah. to try to get costs down? I mean, this is a major issue for the airlines. Obviously, is costs, and there's lots of synergies when you start merging them together. I mean, we've got you know a half dozen majors out there, and just a whole pile of regionals. Yeah. So is so, this the so, start of airline merger mania or is this I think I, so maybe I, I think maybe, so. maybe you look at like a, a, a Sky West SKYW right yeah. uh, or a uh, Hawaiian still around right yeah. HA yeah. Uh, Allegiant ALGT these are the smaller ones This is ones. why we pay Spencer the big bucks All right that's it uh thought there I knew there was a reason um <laughs> I'm writing all these down. Jet Blue is a little smaller, right? JBLU yeah. Uh, yeah. It is. And then, uh, you know, th- these are all obviously U.S.-based airlines, but you got a couple overseas airlines. You got a bunch in Latin America, right? You got yeah. C- CPA is a Latin American, a um, couple in Mexico. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Maybe like a AZUL. It's Brazil. VLRS. You get this out of your head, or you go right to the pro and you find this. No, in the pro. I'm going right goes to the pro. pro. You can tell what he's pro, looking at the pro. Yeah, I'm reading off this. this is not off well, show us how to do that. Let's pitch the pro again here because such again. a great tool. And obviously, you know, we do the show for free. It's 
one of the only things we sell is the Benzinga Pro. But I mean, just show us, anyways. You know how to do this in the Pro because check this out. I'll I'll, st- I'll I'll do it from scratch for you. So this is the Benzinga Pro home screen. You you can look up any stock that trades in the U.S. by going to the details widget. Yeah. I just I just went and I looked at Save. S-A-V-E, that's Spirit. This is the Spirit Airlines homepage. A whole bunch of stuff there. I'm only interested, though, in this little tab here. It says Peers. Nice. Oh, who are their friends? Oh, look at that. I'm just going to sort by market cap for fun. There we go. All right. And I was reading all off this list right here. All of the That's where I got Allegiant, right? That's where I got SkyWest, where I got Hawaiian, right? Uh, Copa, CPA. Uh, There you go. Um, This is how we got there. So if you're ever looking for sympathy plays, Take it's basically two clicks away in Benzinga Pro. That's how I was getting that information. Uh, so maybe you see some activity there. I don't know. I think this fits in very well with my thesis about you know smaller airplanes, smaller crews, you know, easier, you know, easier to manage. I mean, they're both discount airlines. I know they have some bigger planes and stuff, but looking more for much more regional travel. Oh, you know uh, whether this would have been a trend coming before the pandemic or not, but this is this is pretty much you know fits with my thesis for the airline industry moving forward. Smaller flights, smaller crews, smaller expenses. I think so. I think in order to survive, there's going to be have to be some more consolidation as well. So I like this merger for both these companies. I think there's going to be more. I think that list that Spencer just gave you. I think there's going to, when we look at it two years from now. I think there's going to be less companies on that list, less less airlines. So I think there will be more mergers. Am I jumping in and buying all these things saying mergers are imminent? I mean, they're struggling businesses. And I always say, you know, you don't want to just jump into a trade because it might get taken over. And this is going to be a nice segue into the next stock that we want to talk about because it is Merger Monday. And there's huge rumors around a widely followed stock that Mr. Spencer Israel, props to him for calling this last week that he thought this was a potential takeout candidate. And I battled with him saying it wasn't. And so far, I'm being proven wrong because there's oh, rumors coming from let's, DJ let's, about yeah. Peloton being in play. Yeah, let's, let's call the phone. It, it, it was the it was the, the Friday evening news dump. From, it was from the Wall Street Journal. That, uh, Good source, at, though. At, oh, great source. Great source. But uh, if you weren't watching, then you may have missed it. Uh, they reported that Amazon has hired, is talking to some bankers, maybe is potentially sniffing around Peloton, uh, was the headline from Friday at like 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and and they also teased a couple other potential suitors for uh, Peloton, though they declined to get uh, specific. They cited the fact that there was that investor, that hedge fund in January that called for someone to try to buy Peloton. Uh, I always thought Apple would make sense or Nike would make sense. I didn't, I didn't think Amazon per se, but it is, it is but a rumor, but it rumors. They are, sometimes materialize. And when it comes to Dow Jones, there could be something to it. I don't doubt that maybe there's some interest. I, I doubt very much that they're going to be buying it. Like I think, I don't think it gets done though. I think when they analyze it, they look from a valuation perspective, you just, you know, thought process. And this was my argument last week. Thought process, can it make sense, Peloton, for one of these some of these companies? Maybe. But the valuation is just pretty crazy still. I mean, you're talking about a $10, $12 billion valuation on a company that's struggling a lot. I mean, you know, sometimes they get thrown a lifeline, these companies, and that's what a lot of, you know, shareholders in this thing want is the lifeline because a lot of them are underwater. But at the end of the day here, it's still a, a business that's very much struggling right now. 
And you look at the potential suitors, Amazon, they're not a big that comes in and buys up companies. Apple never seems to, you know, go and pay $10, $12 billion for another company. It's rare. Nike could be a fit, but again, it's a valuation that I just keep looking at and thinking, why am I buying a struggling company for $12 or $13 or $14 billion? Because the market cap is still too high. Does it make sense at $5 or $6 billion? I think so. You know, but they were a long ways away from those prices. I would be in the teens. So I can't, you know, get behind buying it here at $33, struggling business, because one, if the rumor doesn't materialize in anything, it's going to continue to leak. Maybe it gets taken out, but is the premium even that much better than what it's trading at right now if it gets taken out? Because you're talking about a 33% premium here this morning on speculation that somebody thinks is going to get taken out of 40 or 50 or $60. I don't think that's the case. I think if it does get taken out, I think a lot of the premium might already be baked in. So not a fan. I have no position. And people have been asking me because I tweeted about this weekend. I have no position in Peloton, no skin in the game, just an opinion. And my opinion is if I owned it, I'd sell it at $33. All right. Joel has, I know Joel has thoughts here. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to use today as a little bit of a teaching lesson. Oh, (laughs) I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm scared right now, actually. Okay. He looks Dennis, Dennis, first of all, to, to answer your question, why would these companies buy it at that price, X price? Because they think the potential value is two, three, four, or five times X. That's why these how? companies how do you do get this. those numbers? No, I'm not saying how. I'm not I'm not buying it. Okay. I'm not the company. I'm telling you these why that's why companies do mergers. And I'm not saying it's worth it. I'm not saying they're gonna do it, but that's why companies do mergers and acquisitions, but they think because spending the money, putting the money towards a, that new asset will have increased value over time. That's number one. That That's why companies take over companies. Well, okay. Number two, I'm not going to – let me finish. Number two, I'm not going to talk technically about this stock anymore, okay, because I own the stock, and whatever is going to happen is going to happen, whatever level I give or whatever I think. So I'm not talking technicals about it. Okay. Number three, what is the most important thing to you in yourself? And really overall, what, what's the most important thing your health. for you? Your health. Okay. Sure. Why did I buy this comp? Why did I buy this stock? Why did I buy a Peloton before the pandemic started? Why did why did Lisa and I buy it? Why did we buy it? Because you weren't running, because you weren't going in the swimming pool and going swimming. No, we bought it before the pandemic. We bought it before. So we still have our pools. We still have our gyms. We bought it before the pandemic. We bought bought it it. because it's good for our health. Okay. Because we think it's important. You can't always get to the pool. You can't always do a thing. And it really is for Lisa, you know, works early mornings and stuff. She wanted it because. It was a good way for her to get a good 20-minute, half-hour workout in and without having to go to the gym, okay? Okay. Dennis and Spencer, how how many times have you guys worked out in the last two weeks? I went for a run two days ago. Once. Once. And if you have something at a convenience, okay, at your home, okay, it may not be the greatest thing, but Dennis, just think how many times that if you had a Peloton – the times that you're home and during the pandemic, besides doing a run, which is hard on your knees, you could have got on a Peloton and done a 15. You can do arm, you can do just you could do a bunch of different things. Okay. I agree. So, Wholeheartedly, yeah. I agree. 
So not. So that's and I agree. I agree that Peloton's a great company and they got a great product. I don't agree with the valuation. I've never agreed with the valuation, which is why I've been bearish the stock since one hundred and twenty dollars. Okay, I've done, never. I, I was wrong all the way out. I had it. Joel, I own the stock. You know I own the stock. I sold it right. at $42 way early because I thought, okay, it's starting to get richly valued. Went to 100 I'm a value guy. Went to $171 because everybody got excited with the lockdown and we're all going to be riding Pelotons and we're never going to go back to the gym again. That's not the case anymore. Gyms are opening. We are reopening. Everything it's not. Reopening. So you're looking at this as a direct correlation, okay? And you're well, not looking There's at only all the so people. No, 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 Dennis. I, I, I own a Peloton and I go to the gym. They're not mutually exclusive, okay? You don't have to either have a gym membership or have a Peloton. They're not mutually exclusive, all right? You can have and what, both. And I just want to congratulate Amazon and Nike and Apple, whoever the potential suitors are for this company, that they recognize the importance of health, okay? Is Peloton the best way for people to work out at home? Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Okay, but what is important is it got people thinking in that way, and a lot of it was because of the pandemic. So I'm, st- I think it's great that people are more aware of their health. I think if we're going to learn a lot of things from the pandemic, one of those things is is taking care of yourself and your health is very important. Okay, whether this will lead to selling million, you know, if Apple's behind it or Amazon's behind it or these other companies. Are, are going to be able to promote it better or help with the expenses, you know, that that's a possibility. But I, I just, I think fundamentally it's a great company because it's trying to people improve on their health. I can't argue about the valuation. I can't argue about the price action, but I just like how many people in the chat have had, how often do people in the chat work out? How easy is it to go to the gym, you know, there's different things. So, will prices come down? Do they have? But would they have a different way to market it, or they have a way to make it cheaper? There's a lot of things that these companies can do. So, uh, I'm glad to see the news. Not selling the stock. You guys could do. I wouldn't be short it, and I'm already long it. So that's um, that's it. Joel's a believer, and maybe valuation doesn't matter. Maybe we go back into this market where it doesn't matter. In my market, in my investing portfolio, valuation is the only thing that matters. So, and the valuation makes absolutely no sense up here. So that's why I'm selling it. So well, I agree with every single point. Stop. You, you talk for five minutes. I'm going to talk now too for a minute. I'm not going to be long. Well, you interrupted I'm going to say a few I times. agree you with every single point you made, Joel. I agree with every single point you made. Perfectly made points. But you said you, it's the valuation. Like you said, I don't know if I agree with the valuation. I can tell you I completely disagree with the valuation. So I think Peloton. As they, they've built themselves a great brand, great name, great product for a lot of people. A lot of people really enjoy it. It's not a coat hanger for everyone. It's a good product for everyone. I can't wrap my head around 12 or 14 or $15 billion valuation for Peloton when Planet Fitness sits there with a $7 billion valuation. And you can go to Nautilus and it's in the millions. So, I mean, obviously, way better brand. But when you start comparing, you know, just going at and looking at NLS, for instance, and I can't bring up the, for some reason, I can't bring up the, I'm trying it's to still around. Yeah, it's still around. Look, so sometimes companies grow into their valuations. Right? I'm saying there's the, the growth isn't it's so Nautilus. So they've been doing home equipment for a long, long time. They do a great job with it. They have some good equipment. I have their weight set. It's awesome. Click weights. Really good. Their valuation is $145 million. So Peloton home equipment, 
valuation today, $11 billion. So you're saying it's 100 times better than Nautilus. I can't wrap my head around that. And that's why I'm out. That's why I don't want to own it at $33. And that's why I'm not long the stock. I have no position, but it's all valuation for me. Not interested up here. And uh, I don't think Amazon's going to be interested up here. And I don't think Apple's going to be interested up here. I think Nike kind of makes sense. But I think they're going to look at it and say, valuation's tough, man. Tough valuation. I don't think it's going off the board of 40. I don't think it's going off the board of 50. If it goes off the board, like on, on these rumors, I think it's going to be like 35. So then you're looking at, well, you just, you know, pretty much got it there. And if it doesn't, if this doesn't get taken over, if Peloton does not get a deal, I think it's a single digit stock eventually. So they need to get this deal pushed through. Maybe they do. But I think if they don't, I think eventually valuation comes to roost. So that, that's my thoughts. Don't, the Nautilus and those things, I mean, I don't, they know that they have individual. Um, they have all indivi- kinds of awesome yeah, things. Nautilus. Yeah, individual the things. great. Does Nautilus have anything, though, that. that- because Peloton, you pay for the bike, but then you also pay the monthly subscription. Does not why can't you get that? Why can't they take it to that? Well, I don't know. I, I didn't tell why you. Is that, I, why I, is that not coming from Apple? Why may, Maybe they could do. Maybe Apple's going to buy Peloton to do this. Why can't Apple just do that on their own? Apple Apple can do it on their own. but often, Apple, That's the way Apple goes. Often, I very often, much often, doubt Apple will pay. When's the last time? Here's a question. When's the last time Apple bought any public company? For twelve or fifteen billion dollars, as we give Apple this rumor, you know, today, just curious, when is the last time? Because I can't remember the last time Apple bought somebody for more than fifteen billion dollars—a public company, not a not a private company, a public stock, a public. Company. Um, yeah, they don't buy a lot of public companies, but they do buy a lot of companies. Period. They do. They buy smaller companies. They do smaller deals, and they do them well. They do them very well. This deal would not be well for them. It's just my opinion. And, and, and there's, there's a lot of people that have an opinion on Peloton. I mean, I tweeted out, you know, on the weekend about, you know, me being, I would say, I, I would, I saw, I said, if I own the stock, I would sell this pop. And I got some, I got some, you know, some props from some people and I got some hate from some people on that one. But, you know, there was definitely a lot of people with a lot of opinions there. So a lot of people want to be bailed out. I mean, the stock's been straight down for the better part of a year. So there's a lot of bag holders and everybody's pretty excited about this. I'm just saying. I think today's rally is a gift. Thirty-three uh, percent one day, not bad. I'm I, I'm more concerned about people's health, improving them health, and doing things that they can. Not you know, not, maybe not the most affordable way to do it, but I think they've started a trend that pre-pandemic that hopefully will catch on more. And for you, are like oh, like this position, and you know, I'm a bag holder, or whatever. We're you all ever bag dro- holders. You, you, ever, you ever drop a dollar bill out of your pocket? Would that would and you never notice. That would require sure. carrying cash. Yeah, yeah. They, well, you're sure. right. You got to carry cash. Yeah. But we're all bag. I know, Joe. Maybe you're upset because some people, you know, say no, you know, th- we because... joke with you. We all are bag holders in stocks. Every year at the end of the year, I write off something. My long-term portfolio is always something to write off. Take the losses on and then move on. I mean, we can't. It, 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 we, it's nice to say I'm going to cut the loser all the time, but we don't all do it. You know, like when I stick them in the long-term portfolio, it's like, ah, I kind of got this. I'm going to go long. And sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're wrong. You know, I've written off stocks, 80, 90% loses. It's not a problem at all. So, you know, to be a bag holder is not the problem here. You're going to be, this, this is, it, this unless is you're a the perfect about, trader, you're going to eventually bag hold right, something. Right. This is a talk about, I mean, we can talk about the stock. We can talk about valuations and Amazon and Apple. But what I wanted this discussion to be about is your personal health. 
And I feel that this company has helped people improve their personal health. And that instead of worry about your portfolio and all these things or, you know, being in the metaverse, you know, this is one way to do it. And you, everybody should emphasize that. Everybody. And that, that would make me a much, much happier person. Cheaper ways because your to do health it. is your Not most important thing. You can have all the money in the world, but if you don't work out on your Peloton, you can just croak and just die. You but we can work out you, on our treadmills. We can work, work out, out on your treadmill. Equipment. Yeah, we can go work. Vinny out made outside. a good point. It's about data too. I mean, you know, getting maybe Amazon and Apple are interested for all that data. So we've already spent too much time about uh, talking about this stock. Uh, we can see where it's trading. We can see what happens, but. I'm going to end it on thank you to whoever made that report and thank you to Apple and Amazon and Nike for showing interest in the If there's any country. truth to it. If there's any truth to it, well, yeah. I mean, I, I can't think of many examples in the past where the journal reports a thing that's completely... Okay. Yes, Sorry. But Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't think... I think I believe the journal. Journal's a great source. It didn't come from like some blog. I believe nope. the source. I believe there's snooping around. Mm-hmm. I think when they get done their due diligence, they're all going to say not that. every M and A rumor is is created equal. Yeah, shout out Deal Reporter, who's never been right in the world, but uh, W WSJ is pretty pretty. Yeah, they they're know. solid. When I see yeah. something from WSJ, we give WSJ credit on this show a lot. Yeah. So I'll take back the comments. There is probably something. Those reporters are fantastic. I follow them all. Um, you know the break that broke the story. Um, there's definitely something to it when when Wall Street Journal, Dow Jones reports something. There's almost always something to it. Yeah, that doesn't mean the deal comes that's, to fruition. That, that's true. It's definitely true. And I don't think it does. But the bottom line is, you have now. You have, and yes, and, I do. And, hate and Peloton. we're, we're moving this along. Don't worry, we're, we're we're down here. But now you, know, now you, you can have... work your arms too, Dennis. When you get on there, you can work your arms. You can work your legs. You get that you be that better slap shot because you can be stronger. You can lift weights on it. Dennis, Maybe I should get a Peloton. I can go buy one from online on Facebook Marketplace for like 500 bucks right now. Oh, so do, it. Go do, do it. Do it. Well, will you well, please? I'll, Dennis, I'll send you the money. <laughs> will you do it? I will, I will buy you I a Peloton. I should go do that. When I get my house done, I may I'm be able to go on Facebook Marketplace and buy a Peloton. I'm probably not going to subscribe to their service. So I'll probably just use it. Dennis, I, can I you have, use a bike without subscribing? Yes. That's what I I'll do. Yeah, I have I have a good intel that that they're working on a bike where that'll also let you trade while you're on the bike. That's good. So, yeah, it's it, it's called the trade bike. I just made that up. Um, I tell you, no, that's no, a billion uh, dollar idea. It's a billion dollar idea, right there. Not not to trade make bike. um not to make uh, <laughs> any references here, and people go off the wall. But man, they do have some pretty good looking female okay. instructors. Okay, okay, I mean, okay. I mean come on. We are moving. Everyone work out today. Jeff, Bill, Pulverizer, Raul, EKS, Uh, instead of EKG. I'm going to go for a run outside too, I want everyone to work out every day. I work out almost every single day. You should do it. It's good for you. It helps you with your trading. It helps you clear your mind. It's good for you. That's That's why I bought the stock in December was for our personal health. That's why I'm holding the stock, and I'm glad to see. I'd be glad to be uh, add more shares to my Apple position or Amazon. I don't add Nike. Let's go get them. If not, I'll hold it until uh, Dennis's price target of five bucks. One way. I don't have a price target. Teens, teens. In fact, I'm going to leave and go on my Peloton right now. 
<laughs> All right, we're moving on. We've been on this talk for 10 minutes. We did merge my I'm going to show you my favorite instructor. Coming. Um, coming on Dennis is here. a really good instructor. Do you know there's a, an instructor named Dennis? Joel, Joel wants to be. He's very good. We're trying Dennis to move us good. along. 20-minute workout People are getting sometimes? upset. Oh, my gosh. No okay. one's getting upset. We're moving it, along. It is what it is. Uh, Peloton reports earnings on Tuesday, I believe, as yeah, well. Yeah, that's that's probably the most interesting thing here is they report. That's a great point. They report after hours tomorrow. That creates a timeline here, right? If so, they don't say anything about this. <laughs> if they don't say anything. Maybe they're going to announce it during the call. That's what everybody hopes. It, it, that's what that, that's what people are probably hoping for. They're going to a hundred dollar price takeout. No. Uh, we'll find out one way or the other tomorrow. I mean, I guess tomorrow. Anyway, speaking of that, yes. uh, let me just bring up the calendar for the week because we, yeah. we are still in Heavy. the heart of the earnings season. Uh, we mentioned Pal- oh, Why is this not? That's, there we go. Um, so today, nothing much, right? Tyson Foods is this morning. Uh, Take two interactive is tonight. Uh, but really, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right? We're looking at Pfizer. We're looking at uh, Peloton, as we mentioned. We're looking at uh, Disney, Uber, Disney. Twilio, yep. uh, Coke, Twitter, yep. Firm, yep. Zillow. Uh, you know, big, big names reporting uh, throughout the week. So it is. And then next week, really, is the retail earnings season. You got Under Armour on Friday, but then you got the, most of the uh, the big box retailers starting next week. So, oh, MGM is Wednesday. I forgot about that. So, wow. yeah, you got a lot of big names here reporting this week. We are still in the earnings season. We've got some big caps. We've got some mid caps. We've got a lot of companies reporting this week. I think it's a better part of a thousand companies reporting this week. So you're still in the heart of earnings season. It's going to be a driver for a lot of these individual names. Um, you know, the interest, uh, I would say Disney, I'd put right near the top on Wednesday. Everybody wants to know what's happening with Disney Plus. Everybody wants to know how the parks, I mean, you know, everything, you know, Disney's going to be a big one on, on Wednesday. Well, I own Disney, Joel, um, long term portfolio. Yeah. Got in too early, bag holding this one. It's okay. Sometimes it bag hold. Um, thoughts here on Disney going into the report. Was there a gap like around 120 that I just remember for forever? I mean, it's already gave back all of the um, uh, Disney Plus premium, right? And this had to be the yeah. Disney Plus pump, right? So as far as it, you know, uh, from a price standpoint, I wouldn't, I don't mind nibbling down here. I wouldn't. I I like it at at one at one eighty one ninety got real toppy. What I'd like to see is maybe set up a monthly formation like you did at the one eighty five area. It's going to take a while, but build a solid base here above one thirty. Uh, I'm looking for the the reopening trade too. I think that that's coming. I think it is too. Yeah. So um yeah. Uh, shorter term. Uh, I mean, it really got hit with the market last, uh, what was it, two weeks ago, right? On Monday, they really took it out to the woodshed. But I, I remember when you guys were buying it at 150, 160, I was thinking, man, if this could come down to 120, 130, which was actually too low because it bar- barely uh, it barely touched 130. So like, I like it a lot better here than I did at 150, 160. I, I got to say, the one thing that concerns me here is just, you know, we talked, speaking of uh, coming off that whole conversation evaluation before, and w- what I didn't get the chance to mention was for sometimes, for whatever reason, the market decides to value some things more than others, right? Peloton is valued more than all of this. It's just the way things are, right? Uh, and just like Peloton gets that premium, so too did anything involved with streaming right they got a huge premium uh or disney yeah. netflix roku 
Fubo for a time. Um, and I think what we're starting to see now is that premium is, st- is starting to come back down to earth. Yeah. And it's not just it's not just Disney. It's it's everyone kind of right. I yeah. think um, I think people are understanding now that that <laughs> the these uh these content creators. I mean, in a lot of ways. The 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 business model, the streaming business model, in a lot of ways, is frankly not as good as the old model. The old model of movies in theaters, and then to to, to VHS or DVD, right? Uh, like that was a good model. It, that was a more profitable model for a lot of people involved. This model is is insanely more expensive um, for the streamers, and so uh, that that concerns me. Like any kind of a secular re-rating of the streaming industry which you know coming off of netflix's quarter um th- that 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 has me a little bit concerned like not enough to do anything about it but enough to you know pay close attention yeah i'm concerned too about the quarter i think if you get a flush on the quarter i think it'll be like that could be your capitulation event that you'd look for to actually get in i'd love the stock and again talking against my books along it but yeah. I'd love it to get down to 120 because that was a huge level and I would actually add to my position there. So I'm looking, I was way early. I bought this back before and the market started to get ugly back in, you know, from the last quarter um, when I thought it was starting to get cheaper as it leaked down. I thought it got cheap enough, but again, they're struggling with Disney plus. We know the content that premium has been getting sucked out of it. I thought the reopening trade was going to help but The reopening trade has been delayed. I still think the reopening trade is eventually going to help the stock. So I like it down the 120 to 130 area. If it gets a flush off bad numbers, I'm a little nervous going into the report. I'll, t- I'll say that for your for the reasons you just cited. Yeah, uh, I found a gap that I that I was thinking about for well over a year now, and that gap must have been uh, November 9th. Excuse me, November 8th, or it actually was a Friday. They must have announced it uh, on a Friday. And it jumped fifteen bucks, uh, but you had you had a gap in here, and let me give you the gap. And it got really close to that one twenty eight oh four was the top of that gap. You came all the way down to one thirty. So I think you, if you do, I don't know if you're going to get another shot down there. But the only I can only use one negative thing to say about Disney World, and everyone knows what I'm going to say, is there huge competition. Coming from, guess, guess what I'm going to say. The metaverse. Yeah, the metaverse. For Disney. Why do you need I to mean, go to Disney World when you can put on your Oculus goggles and go up and down the roller coasters? I am going to say the exact opposite. I believe that Disney will be one of the main players in the metaverse. It is going to fit right in with all their theme parks. And, and to your point, what a fantastic point you just made here, Joel is why you even need to go to the parks. You could actually have an experience right from Disney+. Plus. Throw on your Oculus. We'll take you to Disney World. It's $29.95 right now. We're going to take you into the parks right now with your Oculus and experience all that. I got Look my at that. finger on the buy button. Look at that. Look at that potential. The potential, it doesn't fit. Metaverse doesn't fit in any better than with Disney. Disney is going to be a major major player in the metaverse I'm and bullish. it's not a crazy valuation down here either it's not cheap but if you jack the parks let's go back to 2018 earnings 
you know, to where they were before COVID started and start looking at it here, it's not, it's not insane. I mean, if you look, you know, the, yes, they've cut the dividend. Yes, they've got, you know, the parks were half closed or totally closed for a while. But as that stuff reopens, there's still going to be people that want to go do the physical experience, but there will be an offering, maybe even through like their product, like at Disney Plus, to like have your own Disney experience right well, from your living room. Even even if Disney does not, quote unquote, own the metaverse, let's just pretend that... Who owns the metaverse? Well, That's a good question. Who does own well, the metaverse? Okay, well, let's just, let's just pretend... <laughs> Who sells the $200 million land? I want to be the broker on that. Let's just pretend that like meta, the meta platforms, let's just pretend that they make the metaverse and it's their thing. The, the, the IP is a gift that keeps on giving. doesn't matter where, doesn't matter how. People want their Star Wars. They want their Mickey. They yeah. want their Marvel. I love Star Wars. It's the gift that keeps on giving forever and ever and ever and ever. Disney can just license that out in perpetuity. Doesn't matter where. I, I'm I, I'm totally I'm totally on with that. As much as we're, I disagree, we're with hoping. Me and Joel are hoping for a, a Disney Plus disaster. Stock comes down to that one thirty area again or one twenty, and people are backing up the truck, and it's going to be the biggest position or line. If this goes down to one twenty. Disney will become the biggest position in my long-term portfolio. I'm going to say that right now. Oh, maybe not beat the Qs, but of individual stocks. Individual oh. stocks. I, and right now, Disney is not. Disney is a smaller piece. It got smaller because I'm down in it. I'm down over 12 bucks in the thing or $13 in the thing from when I bought it. But, I mean, I do think if it gets down at 120 I think there's going to be some value for Disney here. The brands are just not going away. Star Wars, like you said, Spencer, perpetuity. But I just think about the potential for the metaverse and Disney, and that looks like a big fit to me. Brian wow. LeBlanc has the has the uh, he already has the uh, chat of the chat comment of the week. Watch Disney in the metaverse while you ride your Peloton. That's there it. you go. Look at that. Yeah. We'll do all it right. all. It Maybe is, Disney's going to buy Peloton. Eight thirty-seven. Is Tim going to want to come on today after our behavior? No, I know. We've had some bad behavior here today. No, We're we feisty today. Everything is fine. Mark instruction. Well, I get 87,000 tweets about my Peloton. And who started the whole thread? Let me guess. <laughs> At Triple D Trader. <laughs> Did I start the whole thing? Did I start the fight again? I put controversial tweets out there. And then they get picked up. And then they start. And people start getting angry at me for my opinion. I thought I was entitled to my opinion. Apparently not in Twitter. There's people that were mad at me for saying, they're like, you're crazy. This is going back to $100. I'm like, okay, sure. But anyways, right. let's bring Tim on. Let's get My Tim phone was on the counter and I had it on vibrate and it's like, it's like jumping around. Let's and change like, those notifications. I know. I, I always am <laughs> on silent. And when Lisa or the girls call me, I miss it. So I did. I went right back. I'm like, I got What are you going to do, sister. man? Okay. to you, Market Structure Edge. Tim, good morning. How are we doing? Well, oh, how are you? Doing fantastic. Yeah, I, always, I, I never know whether the mic's going to work. And there, is there, are you getting that weird feedback or is it just me? Just you. It's gone okay. now. Okay. Good. It was there good, for good. a second. Okay. Yeah, and cool. Dennis, you're, Dennis, you're entitled to other people's stuff, but not your own opinion. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. 
I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Is that so how it the, works? Okay, I got this. Way. Thank you for yeah, thank just you, clarifying. Tim. Yeah, you're, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> Opinions yeah. on Twitter, man. Everybody's <laughs> got one and nobody likes anybody else's opinion. <laughs> Unless it's the same as theirs. <laughs> good, Tim, good to see you. Yeah, what... what what is on your what's on your radar here? We've been talking about Disney and Peloton and airlines all day. Like everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, the first thing was great literature over the weekend. Uh, uh, all the lyrics to Sting's songs from Dream of the Blue Col uh, Turtles. That's some great literature. So uh, listening to that on Spotify, <clears throat> there's the lead into the market. Uh, and then reviewing the, that stuff there. You don't find that in hip hop. No offense to the hip hop. Uh, fans, uh, but uh, that's some good stuff. Okay. So on on so you've been talking deals, have you? Well, yeah, but but yeah. but I'm just curious as to like if we can like look back to last week, where where was what was the supply and demand of the overall market last week? Uh, bottomed and picking up. So there were yeah. the, the demand side was improving. The supply side, which is you guys know this, but for those who don't, we think of the supply side of the stock market as short volume uh, and it's you know, uh, we'll we'll skip the, the backstory but those are the two core things that we measure so we're looking at the way that behaviors change the demand for stocks in the short term you know these are short-term measures and the the, the uh, presence of short volume the the amount of trading volume coming from borrowed or created stock by the way there was a there was discussion about this on cnbc uh, earlier this morning with Jay Clayton used to be the, uh, you know, head of the SEC. I saw and, it. Did you? Okay. Yeah. And and they they danced around it. I actually thought Andrew Ross Sorkin did a pretty good job there. Uh, they danced around this idea of well, what if it's not real? And uh, I wish they would just come right out and explain that. But last week, Spencer, to finish the answer here, uh, those levels in the S and P five hundred. So we're looking, we're taking the 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 components of the S and P five hundred and creating an average. And it was 49% of all trading volume last week was short or borrowed, which is the highest number we've ever recorded. Wow. It's, it's ticked down to about 48.3% as we kick off this week. Uh, demand at 3.6 and rising back toward 5. We expected that the market would, as a result, would be up with volatility. Those conditions tell us that uh, the, the excess supply would undermine uh, rising demand. And so that is exactly what played out. You know, supply and demand are very good features of the market to understand what's occurring. And uh, it's also a great way to find out whether people believe a deal will happen. If you want to look at Peloton yeah. and, and determine whether something's going to happen there, that's what, that. you, that's what you want to look at traders. Okay. So let's, let's have a look at this. And this is true in anything, by the way, uh, traders, if you want to know what the what the supply, you want to know what, whether people are short something. And it's very difficult to squeeze a stock today because of the way that the market works. Uh, market makers can create stock. They have to. 
They're required under the regulations to create a continuous auction market. We've talked about this over and over. Yeah, so yeah. they're exempt from the short locate rules. And, and you have to understand that most of the supply and demand in the market doesn't come from external forces. It comes from internal forces. It is the mechanics of the market that create that. But uh, when short volume vanishes and there are discussions of deals or activism, that's when you know that there is real substance to it. So if we go over here and look at, uh, and I th I've actually got this in the, uh, the Benzinga February 7 portfolio here. Uh, and notice this, this is what you really wanna see. You wanna see rising demand and falling supply. Those conditions produce gains. Very consistently true. It's true whether you're, you know, whether, whether you're buying or selling cattle or <laughs> buying or selling stocks. Supply demand divergences is what create higher prices. And we look at Peloton here right at the top of the list. Notice this right off the bat. It is 61% short at present, meaning six out of 10 trades involve borrowed stock, we could just say. Okay. Uh, so sentiment's rising, but short volume is very high. The key behavior is active money. So there are active, there are people who are buying stocks thoughtfully who think, yes, something's going to happen. What's interesting is that has not reached a level of belief among the, the market makers. Look at this very, very high level of supply. This is why, this is, the, you know, this was the best condition right in here. Uh, but this demand side has been terrible, right? See all these little peaks here? These very, these, these are like mountains on in the eastern United States. They're just little mounds. And that's what you, you don't have any demand for Peloton yet. And supply is very high. For, for, for belief in a deal to become real, these levels should drop to 30%. It doesn't happen every time. It just happens over 80% of the time. We've been tracking that da data a long time. We, we work on a lot of deal situations over on the corporate side of the business. And this is a very consistent characteristic. So at present, this would tell me that the effort, you know, people may want to buy Peloton. The trouble is, is, it, is Peloton going to want to sell itself for what somebody would be willing to pay for that business? Well, you know, as a business owner, I know what it takes, what you put into something. And uh, there, that's good. That tells us we have a long way to go before they reach some kind Tim, of- Tim, can I interrupt you for one second? Please, Can I interrupt please do, you for yeah. one second? Yeah. So this is based on Friday's data, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Will that yep. change? I think Joel wants to know. Is that what yeah. you're going to ask, Joel? How yeah. I got excited. Change, right? I was I wanting to ask the same question. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. It, it will look, it can change dramatically. There's no question. We see in that one day? on day. It one could day? change in a day. There, it could change in a day. Uh, you know, if we look at UPS, the reason UPS shot up, by the way, is because of that. So it went from effectively 56% short about five days before they reported results, four days, to 39%. That's a very big drop in a stock that, that is that liquid. So there is a short squeeze. That is an actual short squeeze. We very rarely see them because of the market maker exemption from short locate rules. Uh, if you look at Snap as a, as a counterpoint to this, you know, stock that went down 25% during the market, 23 and a half, and then jumped 60% after hours. <laughs> and look at the supply side. So this is created stock. Snap, Snap is soaring because there's no supply, but people are buying it with marketable trades. That is, I want 100 shares or less at the best price. And you can hit that with machines. 
And if, and if the supply side, short volume rises, it's at 60% right now at the same time that price does, that tells us there aren't actual sellers of Snap. Who would sell Snap at that level if you owned it where it was three months ago, right? So that's how that happens. And it, it's very important to understand these mechanics, traders. You, have, you can't just think, oh, there's a, there's a finite supply of stock that is owned by people who then sell it to other people. Sure, that's part of the equation. But a very, very large part of how the market works is the role of market makers from Goldman Sachs to Hudson River Trading, who are going to take the other side of trades at the best price because they have to. That is the market we have. It's what the SEC decided was the top priority. It is more important that there be 100 shares of SNAP to sell than that those shares in the trade actually exist. That's a very important thing to understand. I mean, that's what liquidity is built on in these markets, too. I mean, we're in this we're not in Kansas anymore where we go back 25 years ago and institutional liquidity was probably the main source of liquidity. I can remember and Joel would very much know this. As you go back to the 90s, big orders on the books all over the place, liquidity everywhere. And that doesn't exist anymore. The liquidity is still out there. Those institutions still out there, but they're on the close. They're using VWAP. It's not it's not satisfying instantaneous demand. Like right. the, the, the liquidity that an institution's providing, may, even if they're just slowly sifting out there, will absorb slowly over time. But if you have a big seller just comes into the market, it can knock out multiple levels instantaneously if it wasn't for the market makers that are out there. So the dynamics right. have just completely changed. And that's why you need these market maker exemptions so that we have that continuous market. That, well, there's your trade-off. That's the truth. And to add a couple of points to, to your uh, very good point about liquidity, you go back before the uh, before Reagan MS and particularly before decimalization. So yes. decimalization occurred in 2001. Reagan MS was implemented in 2007. It was finalized in 2005, but it didn't affect the yep. market until 2007. Before that, the average trade size in the market was over 1,100 shares. NASDAQ market makers who were registered were required to offer 1,000 shares at the bid and the offer. Today, the average size in the S&P 500, in a, the average trade size is 103 shares. So we've, the size of the trade has come down by more than 90%. It's a tenth of the size that it used to be. And that's why prices change constantly. There's, there's a big difference between volume and liquidity. Liquidity yes. is how much of something actually exists. Volume is how much it trades. The same stuff can trade over and over and over and over and over. And then you think, and this happens to public companies all the time, that you have a huge buyer or seller when it's just the same stuff churning over and over. Well, that distortion is very important to understand, traders. This is We talk about these things because to beat the market, you have to understand how it works. And the beginning point is to understand supply and demand. Because those are the those the foundational building blocks for prices are supply and demand, and that's why we measure this stuff. That's it, uh, and that's why I personally enjoy Tim's segments and enjoy all the insights he brings. And if you want more, it's very simple. Click on the link that's in the uh, on the screen in the description uh, and in the chat. Uh, MarketStructureEdge.com. Tim, uh, always a pleasure. We have to get you on Benzinga Live at some point this week if we can figure that out. But have a great rest of your week. And, you guys, uh, too. All right. Thanks for coming Good on. Good to see you. Um, Thanks, all right. It is 8.49 here. We got about 10, about 10 and a half minutes left uh, in today's show. So if you have a ticker for us, drop your tickers in the chat, and we would be glad to discuss them. 
and give us our. I, I, I should have snuck it in. I just want. Flaws is not Peloton. No, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> I just want to ask Tim, like, would he make a decision based on? Oh, sorry. Uh, one day change. I'm sorry, Joel. It'd be curious to see that data, Joel. It's a great point you're going to make, like what yeah. it looks like on Monday, what it looks like t- yeah, after today, after the next day. Has it changed, you know, because of the significant move that we're seeing, obviously, in Peloton here today? Okay, question front number one that I see. How low is Ford going to go? Yeah. I, saw I missed the out on this. There's no doubt I missed my out. I did sell half of it because I was nervous on the report. I didn't like this ugly you know, $20 consolidation. I just don't like the market we're in to a certain extent. I don't know what to say. I've missed the out. Um, I think there's still an EV play. I think long-term, I think Ford actually will figure it out and turn around just like General Motors, but the the, the technicals in this are absolutely broken down. So it doesn't look good from a technical standpoint at all. There looks like gaps to go. I mean, let's throw it to Joel. He's a technical analyst here, but I don't like the technicals on this, even though I'm long it. Oh man, this one is uh, a li- I had <laughs> I didn't want to mention it In three weeks I know It's completely I, went I, from bliss to piss I know In three know. weeks It went really fast It was when they pulled the rug out from value And we were saying that that could eventually happen That the value did feel like You know, like it kept, you know, Berkshire Hathaway was going up And ARC was going straight down And now ARC's, you know, now they're starting to come for the value names too So there's still value here. It's still cheap. It's always been cheap. I mean, on a relative basis here, but the technicals don't look good anymore. You know, and this earnings report's ugly. So it's hard to just be a buyer here in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I'm long it. I'm, I sold half of it. I plan on holding the other half because I believe in the longer term story here. I do believe the F-150 Lightning is going to be one of the best selling, if not the best selling EV vehicle ever. But again, we're a ways away from that. Right now, the technicals are ugly. Would I buy more? Why would I buy back my shares at fourteen? If it got just mm. silly, yeah, I would. Yeah, 14. yeah, I would. Yeah, but that's and that's the problem. We ran up so fast from fourteen to twenty in like a month that it's like, okay, well now it's like, are we going to run down that quick? It's not much in here. It's kind of scary. What you got to do right now is for and when it's going to go back up, I don't know. Before it goes back up, it has to fill. It has to find a base and it has to build a bottom where institutions are either, you know, willing to reload or big shorts come in. Um, I don't know if 1752 is going to be that level. Uh, 1752 was your low on Friday. I think you have to be prepared to ride this down to 17 right now. Uh, that was your low in November. If in fact it gets that 17 area, you know, does your 1685 lows, your 1702 lows, and then 16, you know, a bunch of lows that shows that institutions are reloading here at that area, then you build a base and then you go back up. Right now, if 17 doesn't hold, Dennis skips the 17, he goes right to the 14, and that's the November low. And I'm just not quite that bearish. I, I think I think we can build a base at 17 and turn around. Just seems like they've just been coming out with bad news after bad news after bad news, right? Delaying the supply this. chain issues. Well, is, I don't know I mean, if I'd say that. I don't, it's not it, – it's a good problem, right? The problem is they can't keep up with demand. It's a good – it's yeah. a good problem to have, right? Yeah. That's a lot better than the Peloton problem. Yeah, they're spending yeah. a lot of money for the future. Uh, Spencer, do you read Cranes? Did you see Cranes about the article about the no. train station? No, I mean, no, how's that they, going? Uh, they're spending a lot of money. 
they're spending a lot, and it's and it's also for um for GM too. Basically, Ford is is pivoting on you know this EV not only for the the vehicles, yeah. but they're they're looking. I mean, they're looking five, ten, fifteen, twenty years out. They're they're talking about you know how to change the grid, you know how to how to change roads, and it's uh, this tech center out at the old abandoned trade station. It's beautiful building and. They're putting, they're trying to, you know, they're trying, you know, while, while Tesla focuses on cars and these other companies, you know, focus on actual cars and the production, what Ford is trying to do is they're trying, they're putting on their long-term glasses and like really to have, you know, uh, connected cars and drive really good driverless cars that don't yeah. crash. That's what they're working on. So it's a ways away. They're spending a lot of money to do it. Um, and right now I think maybe they're being tagged for that a little bit. Someone someone dropped uh, ticker ABC in the chat, Amerisource Bergen. I want to pull up this chart here. Oh, I'm not sharing my chart. They make bowling balls, don't they? No. Uh, yeah, they do. If you look at – I don't get that reference. If you look at ABC versus uh, McKesson versus Cardinal Health, the three largest oh, uh, pharmaceutical wholesalers in the country, these three companies control 90% of the pharmaceutical wholesale market in the U.S. Look at these three right now. McKesson is in blue. Uh, America's Bergen is the candles, and CAH is in purple. Okay, look at look at Cardinal Health. What's What's going, for some What's going on there? Yeah. It's been a dog for a long time. I had this in my long term portfolio, Cardinal Health, for a long time, and it just always is at like it's, I feel like it's always at fifty. Like it doesn't get away. And I know like, we were up at ninety back in twenty sixteen, but the last three or four years. We're just always around 50, and we can't get away from it. And I was like, I think I bought this. I had it for a couple of years. I was like, it just doesn't go anywhere. And I sold it just because it just wasn't moving up or down. Yeah. So it's just always hanging around 50. I don't know why that is, but that's a stock that just seems to go nowhere. I don't know why. You know, obviously, I don't follow, you know, maybe fundamentally close enough to know the differences between yeah. Amerisource version, McKesson, and Cardinal Health. But I'll tell you, it's been a perennial underperformer, and that often the catch-up trade. If you're always jumping in stocks for the catch-up trade. You're That's usually where? buying the, the the poorest stock in the group. Uh, just a new all-time high just recently on Thursday in Amerisource Bergen. So it's had a nice run. Uh, you know, I can't tell you whether it's just a solid breakout here, and you're going 140, 150 because these stocks are, you know, they're a little bit more stodgy, but. Uh, what you want to keep an eye on here for the a very important number for whoever is following this, a 137.88. Now, that's not the all-time high that was made on Thursday at 39.32. But what that represents is the all-time closing high. On, on Friday, they opened lower, much lower, well, not much lower, a buck and a half lower. And they made a run at that area, and they came up at 37.79. So let it chop around. See what happens at 137.88, but I'd really like to see that improve as the all-time closing high to, you know, for me to substantiate another leg higher. All right. We got a few people asking us about Chegg, CHGG. They report oh, earnings tonight. Where is that at? Uh, it's in the 20s. Uh, it's been they, killed, Joel. Yeah, it's gotten absolutely killed. Um, All this low bar, you got the whole, you know, thing happening. It's a very low bar. I don't want to be short any of these stocks going into these reports, even though they could gap down more. I mean, there right now we we have a, a real battle between growth and value, and you know value has been winning for the majority, but growth in the last couple of days is starting to show some life. ARKK did not make new lows on the move; it reversed significantly on Friday. I use that as my indicator for growth stocks. This obviously, I don't know if it's a considered a growth stock anymore, but it's a high valuation. 
you know, and, and name and I, I, and it's been really beat up. So it has a low bar. That doesn't mean I want to be long it into the report too. I just, uh, I, I'd be scared to be shorted. What if Peloton doesn't get taken over, but they do a merger with Chegg and they provide education that's, to kids while, while they're, they're while exercising because kids can exercise and be educated at the same time. The We're helping ever. the youth of America. You all just solved all the world's problems right there. This okay. is hanging out. I don't know. Just hanging out near the low of the move, consolidating. Needs a catalyst. Uh if you're long, lean on the low of the move. If you want to buy this thing on strength, uh, then it's what you want to yeah, tonight. 31 and a half. I mean, until it clears 30. Wow, that was a bad month. Then it had come down to 63.12 was your high in November. And then the high in December was half of that at 31.41. So uh, pair of monthly highs at 31.40. Um, I don't see it getting away from me until it clears that level. A uh, couple more here. Uh, da, 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 da. Sorry, there was one that I saw that was uh, caught my eye, and now I oh yeah, Baba, right? Baba registered uh, like a million shares over in over in Hong Kong. I Gosh, think. you just can't get them. Uh, so it's now five more bucks. The low of the move is that one ten. The triple bottom is down there at one ten. It bounced off of it again. So I'm not going to argue with the one ten level. It's bounced off of there multiple times. I've tried to. I've, I've played it a couple of times, but I haven't really, you know, stuck this in the long-term portfolio for a while since I sold it after the disappointing earnings report. I know it's cheap. It's just been, you know, obviously such an underperformer. It's so hated now. That's why I started, you know, when I was buying the other stocks, I bought Baidu and JD. And I didn't buy Baba. Um, I, I want to own Baba, but man, it just cannot get away. It cannot get any strength going. 110's big though. So does it bounce there again? Maybe that bouncer one, two, three times. Maybe it bounces there the fourth time. Yeah, now you got to use 120 as resistance. You had a couple lows in that area. If you're looking for this gap fill here, um, you could get it today. Uh, I believe it's at 115. So haven't quite hit it yet in the pre market. So fills the gap and then all, the, all kinds of support at 110. Uh, hey, Mitch, are you in the background? He is, but he's having some camera problems right now. Oh, so. no. Yeah, so okay. I, I don't know if he'll be able to. But Mitch we'll get him on tomorrow. Yeah, we'll get him on tomorrow. Mitch had some thoughts on on, on Peloton uh, that he's going to uh, share on okay. a lot of trading. Uh, so that's a wrap for our show right now, everyone. Um, Joel, I'll catch you on at the close. Obviously, yep. We I'll catch you in a little bit. All right, everyone, have a good day. Um, Dennis, have a great rest of your day. Uh, I, I have a housekeeping item I want to address. Um, Benzinga has grown a lot in the last uh, couple of years, last year and a half specifically. And with that growth, sometimes comes people trying to uh, impersonate Benzinga, act as Benzinga, create a fake product, or DM you as Benzinga. Uh, if you see a fake Benzinga in the wild, please email us, okay? The email is on the screen. Scam reports at Benzinga.com. If you see anybody... Um, you know, uh, uh, for passing themselves off as Benzinga, uh, you see, you know, a different Benzinga logo out there, or you see someone copying us, please email us scam reports at Benzinga.com. If we, if so, if we're like DMing you, like asking you, like, you know, for to pay us in Bitcoin, like that's not, 
That's not Benzinga. We're not going to be doing that. All right. So please email us. If you see something, say something. Scam reports at Benzinga.com. Uh, thanks to our guest, Tim Kwa. Thanks to all of you in our chat. Get 25% off Benzinga Pro. The link is pinned to the top of the chat. Check it out. Pro.Benzinga.com. And uh, we're going to hop off and go to live trading with Mitch, Zunaid, and Ryan. Everyone, uh, have a great rest of your day and stay green out there. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.